Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are absolutely thrilled to be back for a spooky season to cover Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass. We're going to cover this show as part of our Binge With Us series, meaning no spoilers past the episodes we're covering. Tonight, we're covering episodes one and two, titled Book One, Genesis, and Book Two, Psalms, which honestly had to make sure that's how I was pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. That P threw me off. So we have been channeling a bunch of hoes for the haunting universe. We covered Haunting of Hill House. We covered Haunting of Blind Manor. We know they're not exactly under that universe, but they're both Mike Flanagan. So we're fucking pumped to be here. I think we start off with how, how good is it to be reunited with our haunting actors and actresses? They're fucking amazing. I'm hyped, man. This is totally what it feels like. We're about to do a haunting analysis right now. And I just want to point out that that show is what got me to raise the bar in my mind of what a horror show can be written as. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am not going to lie. Like, I don't really like scary stuff and horror stuff. And I was a little hesitant even on Haunting of Hill House. But now that's one of my favorite shows ever. I thought that season was perfect. near perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because it's Mike Fine again, of course, we're going to jump right into this. But with that being said, I'm going to be viewing this with the lens of he wrote Haunting of Hill House. So if this isn't hmm. super top tier, like I'm still just going to be honest about it. Um, but I, I, you know, it was a great setup. Like he's so good at the the peripheral stuff in writing shows, like the the music like makes is mm-hmm. incredible. The shots, like there's always spinning shots that are creepy. He's so good at that stuff that the baseline's already off to a great start. Yeah, it's awesome having us all back together because we can make inside jokes yeah. from like the Haunting Hill House recordings and we will all still get it. Um, but yeah, to go off Luke, what you're saying, I also agree. Like I now view horror shows kind of more as, you know, it's a mystery with cool twists. See like who done it. It's not just, hey, watch this to get scared. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Horror like, done right. Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like the scenes and the way he, the writing is just incredible in general, just, uh, how he, the conversations go. They seem very natural. Oh, we'll see though. Um, yeah. So far. Yeah. <laughs> in, in two episodes, it's really good. I enjoy Rooks and Vets every time we do it, but Hill House was probably my favorite Rooks and Vets. Yeah. Like Kathleen said, when we did it, it was just so satisfying to have you guys, especially like you already said, didn't know if you were going to like a horror show. Didn't know if the genre was going to work for you guys. And you ended up thinking it was one of your favorite shows ever. And it's so satisfying. And it was the same thing, Luke, when you and Paul, when you were vets with me and Spartacus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this show. And then I ended up loving it. The other thing I want to say is you didn't know Psalm starts with a P. No, I knew it did. Oh. I just didn't. You didn't know how to I didn't it. know how to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I knew I would have bet my life it was Psalms, but I I yeah. wouldn't get up yeah. on on yeah. a church pew and scream that out loud. <laughs> I wouldn't get up on a church pew ever. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's take that real quick because I do want to quickly speak about like the whole religious aspect of it. Obviously, it's called Midnight Mass. Yeah. yeah. So to be candid, I guess I don't like religion in real life right you, now you yeah. and riley are boys yeah okay yeah so i, I i'm not a huge fan, except he is i'm not a huge fan it. of religion and just like yeah. what it does to some certain people but when it comes to fiction i actually have the complete opposite take where yeah. i actually love religion because obviously you, you can take it to any extremes you can yeah. actually start hitting like talking about gods and like the devil and stuff like that so that's really fun to me so midnight mass like that's that's appealing to me i like that shit in fantasy i like religion like it's just good in stories so with that being said, um, I you could just tell like that's going to be the vein of this entire thing. It's the name of all the uh, they're called books, right? Each episode's right. a book. Yeah, book one, book two. Yeah, I don't know too much. Genesis is just that's, the beginning, and Psalms the is just the, any is hymns, right? Is that a, is it a 
I don't right? know. See, here's here's what we should say. I don't think any of us are super religious right here. So right. we're not going to have that knowledge. Paul, are you? Yeah, I was I was raised Catholic. Yeah. Went yeah. to church every Sunday. So I get. Yeah, I can. I can help <laughs> out where I want to. Like, I was actually cracking up at some of like the church jokes. Like uh, Warren, Warren, when he was at dinner, he was saying like, yeah, like old man Pruitt last service he gave. He held up the consecration three times uh, oh, and I during the jingle the bell three times. Yeah, I yeah. felt like an idiot. I was like laughing at that. I was like, I don't feel like an idiot, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that go over my head. Like they talked about like positioning in the churches, like thoroughfare and acolyte. I was like, okay. Obviously, we know older boys and everything like that, but and I know what acolyte is from other things, but Mm -hmm. like when he said to fill the crew, it's I was like, uh, I recognize them. Didn't know that's what they were called. So I would actually say I'm the opposite of Luke, kind of. So I was raised Catholic. I'm not religious at all anymore. Um, but I actually stray away from religion in TV shows, like any Criminal Minds episode that were religion based were my least favorite. The season of Dexter that was religion based was like mm-hmm. my least favorite. I think it was most people's least. Favorite yeah, that. that's that might true. Have, just because it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's why so, I was saying you wouldn't like Last Kingdom probably because right. that's I enjoyed it a lot, but it is a lot but of based on religion. I will say it's so nice that it has this Mike Flanagan reputation and our actors and actresses because I was never not going to watch it. But if right. this was an mm-hmm. unknown name and unknown, act, I probably would never click it. I just can't. But I I mean, I really enjoyed the first two. Interesting enough, like very slow burn to me, yeah. which is fine. But there's only seven episodes in this series versus mm-hmm. there was 10 in the, I think 10 in haunting nine in Bly. Yep. Yep. And so seven is, they got a lot of ground to cover in five more episodes. Yeah. Um, but what'd you guys think? Hot takes. Uh, I was going to say hot take. I really enjoyed these first two, mm-hmm. even though it was pretty much all set up like Bly first, like two episodes all set up. And I thought Bly dragged real, real hard for in the beginning. Really? Um, for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this one, I loved. I thought it was good. Maybe just because I got some of like the the church jokes and stuff like that. And very... <laughs> that can't be the finally. Right. <laughs> finally, someone's making church jokes. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting. Paul's been waiting for church jokes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved. I yeah. think it was the writing and just how they gave the little bits and pieces, and you didn't really get bored. You know, twenty minutes into the first episode, we get this young guy carrying this trunk into you assume he's you know father pruitt or whoever it was um that was like 20 minutes in and we didn't even really know anything yeah i mean if we know one thing about flanagan it's that he can intertwine very good character development character stories and actual stories with the horror genre and really the horror genre hasn't come into play too much so far in the first two episodes paul if you want to go back to the hill house i guess there was a couple creep counts here with the glowing eyes and stuff but. i did yeah i started this the creep count a little bit but it kind of fell off just because <laughs> it was more story but yeah the first two episodes were definitely setting us up letting us get to know the characters so that it's like mtv scream when they say you, you need to come to love the characters yeah. so when they die it yeah. hurts uh-huh. i love when he fucking says that yeah, me too so when they die it hurts it hurts <laughs> Uh, one thing I love about it, I'm not going to say that the first two episodes were like fantastic, amazing. I'm telling everybody about it. Did not have any real complaints about them, though, either. It's just a normal opening to a story that's going to get included five down the way with, you know, they did a great job with with showing some of the relationships between different characters. But one of my favorite things about it was it's in the middle of the first episode. They're talking about how the oil spill destroyed the mm-hmm. economy and a couple 
months or years down the road, it ended up destroying the population. So the island went from having hundreds of people to dozens of people. Yeah. And that's powerful because what that does is it lets you get to really, there's not that many people when they, no. when, when uh, Paul Hill is father, Paul, yeah, father, yeah, father Paul. Paul's leading the church, even on the packed Sundays, like there's not that many people. Oh yeah. That was hysterical. Yeah. He, he's turns around. So glad to see so many of you here today. There's like 12 people mm-hmm. going back to that really quick. That's gotta be awkward. Cause he has that scene where he's like, why don't I see you guys every yeah. other Sunday? And yeah. if you go to normal church, like say it's in our area, church is so packed quote unquote, that the father's not looking directly in your eyes. Yeah. But he's yeah. literally talking to everybody mm-hmm. that he knows and and they know it, too, which is so awkward. Well, let's just talk about this town setup. It's truly my worst nightmare. This is yeah. absolutely <laughs> my worst nightmare. Living in this small town, like so religious based, not many people. And then the people that are there are super judged. Like Bev is my worst nightmare. Oh, my, oh my God. Bev is the worst. And, uh, and shout out to anyone who like follows her. Of course, she was in Hill House, but like. I feel like she's so typecast because in Grey's, everyone hated her too. This poor girl, I want her to get something good where <laughs> she's not hated. But I could tell she's going to be great, especially like in these series. Mike Flanagan loves a monologue. So yeah. many good monologues. I'm so fucking pumped for the monologues to come. And we had a, good, a few good ones already, but I'm looking for like the intense ones. Like oh, yeah. remember when Dudley and Hill House gives that long monologue mm-hmm. that's like chilling. Mm-hmm. All, all those kinds of well, stuff. Well, Father Paul, it, yeah, his, yeah, he did it for crazy. me at the end of episode two yeah. when he was just out there preaching. Mm-hmm. But let's quickly just go over the characters that are casted in either of the Haunting or Bly right. uh, shows because we have uh, Mrs. Dudley who plays... Dr. Sarah Gunner. Yep. She's Gunning. the doctor. What? Gunning? Gunning. I think. Gunning. I cut the Google cut off at G-U-N-N. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I could have sworn in my notes I had like gun. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Gunna. Okay. Then we have Aaron, who is who plays Theo in Haunting of Hill House. Theo, and, baby and girl she's is a, back. She's, she's amazing girl. in Bly. I won't even talk about that. It's yeah. spoiling yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, we have Henry Thomas is Flynn Ed. here. Or Ed Flynn, and then he's obviously the uncle in Bly, and then the father. And let me pause you there because it was really cool that this time around, this time last year, we're waiting for Bly and we're talking to Henry Thomas, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about midnight mass, talking about midnight mass, saying, "Hey, I'm 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 on schedule. Let me let me make sure I'm not filming right now." Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and he was telling us a little bit about it, and we're like, "All right, well, we're gonna cover it as soon as it comes out." So it is cool that he did also say in that interview that he's not like a super super main character in Midnight Mass and is a little bit of a more side character, which I feel like I've gotten that he wasn't that in episode two, and the dynamics between him and Riley seemed like a a heavy thing in episode one. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anybody else? Who else is in? Um, yeah, so, yeah. so Bev is Stephen's wife in Haunting of Hill House. Okay. And um, the drunk town drunk. Joe? Yes, yeah. yeah Dudley. Dudley is uh, Joe Your with colleague. the dog yeah. and, and Raul. Raul. Oh, Raul Coley, number say. one. Raul Coley, the hottest hot boy of all time. The he sheriff. He's the best. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, sheriff. He was Owen, right? Okay, that was wait. His name in Bly Manor. So I was a huge iZombie fan. I'm obviously a huge Bly Manor fan, which he's British in both. And he's in this episode, and I'm looking at Alex, my girlfriend. I'm going, what is this accent he's putting on? Like, I can't tell. It's like a very specific U.S. accent. I go, oh, fuck. It's just American. Like, <laughs> I, I forgot that he was British for a second somehow. Yeah. I was like, what is this accent Dude, he's putting on? Dude, it was distracting, his American accent. Yeah. I was just so wanting him to speak British. I know, because yeah. he's so hot. You could hear his British accent come through at some lines, right? Like, yeah, you guys catch a that? a little bit, yeah. yeah. There was, like, mm-hmm. two scenes. One, when he was talking to Joe at the end of two, and one kind of towards 
I think it was like his first introduction and like there would be one or two words I would slip and I'm like, that's Owen. That's our boy. <laughs> he's he's the chef. Okay. So while we're covering the characters, the mayor, uh, Wade Scarborough, his wife is Dolly, daughter's Lisa. Lisa was a big character. So I can't believe you guys didn't recognize this. Oh my God. You're so cocky. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna be like, I haven't even seen it. Pissing Sorry. me off. <laughs> he, well, now you look at the actor. how I met your mother. Yes, it is. Oh, I mean, it wait, wait, wait. That. Let me look at him then real quick. It would have to be that if you're acting all like. Yeah, that's hold why on, I'm like, on, dude, on. How, I, we made you watch How I Met Your Mother. You crushed it. So yeah. Kathleen, you know, you get a pass because you probably didn't. I watched it all in like very, very. He looks completely different. But but Jimmy and Luke. A little... well, I'm, literally, I'm typing in mayor from Midnight Mass. Truck and it's showing the mayor. The oh, mayor. Mayor. <laughs> it's showing the father. Mayor of Bly. Oh, he has. He's the one with the mustache, right? Yep. Is he? Is he? Oh the, my Robin, God. Does Robin date him? Yep. Yeah. Is Nick? Oh, is he's it? So he's the old. dog. He's the dog. He's he's Scoobs. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's Robbie Amell. It's oh, Nick, okay. the the daytime chef. Yeah. He's like super hot and super dumb at the same time. He's season yeah. eight. Does she call him down to look at his abs in the bar? Yep. Okay, that's and, and they about. really made him look older in this. Yeah, they did. Like, Holy the, shit. Unrecognizable. Honestly. Here, okay. Perfect segue. Mrs. Dudley, a.k.a. I can't remember her name in this. Dr. Gunning. Dr. Sarah, Dr. Sarah <laughs> Gunner. <laughs> um, her mom is definitely a young person in old per- people. Makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. thousand percent. So and I'm wondering get, why they're get, doing that. Yeah, but it's a don't flashback look it episode. up. Do not look it up. I'm not looking up. it up, but it's definitely like soon as I saw her, I was like, that's a young person in old people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. To her name's Mildred. That. So definitely an old person's name. But you can tell. Oh, okay. So now we're good because that's what I Googled and I saw and I saw a young Mildred and I, but it was her. So it's just her, not in old makeup. Okay, we're good. We know that she's going to be a character because she's seeing in certain parts like the younger father and saying, I saw him in the window. And, you know, so I'm guessing there's going to be a flashback. Well, I thought that was different. I thought that was specifically she was seeing the yellow eyed monster. Yeah, me too. But I'm saying she she knows the father when he's father younger Paul. so i'm guessing they're going to show us pruitt at one point when he's young okay. honestly my guess was is this man's pruitt as a young that's what father? i yeah. am still i yeah. don't know why that like is that wrong definitely well no. i said it to alex who i was saying it to and she was like i feel like these people have been in this town for so long they would recognize yeah 100 i agree with her yeah uh, i would well, say also they show a picture of a young Pruitt at one point in the very beginning yeah. of episode one and it's not him it doesn't need he's to be scary. it doesn't need to be He's scaring himself. Just his regular face is spooking me. Um, Just to go off that. So Sarah in episode two, she says, you know, Father Pruitt, he's been around. He used to stare at me just like that. Yeah. Like they said he was on this island before, like anybody can even remember. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, people might not recognize him because you have to be super old like Mildred when she does see him. Well, first of all, when he goes in to do the mini mass for granny mildred <laughs> she looks up and says like oh john yeah yeah and, and you go no no this isn't pruitt this is you know paul hill or whatever yeah. and he makes a funny joke where he's like oh like we can see where she gets the mistake like we have the same tailor <laughs> yeah no, i think clothes. it's still on the table <laughs> it's on the table yeah and i also if it's like a if they're going to take the approach of like a whole like if there's some sort of ritual that he is now doing to the island that's going to like kill i don't know something where he's like using it he can put his soul in a different body it doesn't need to be the younger version well, of himself the thing is at the end of that scene he says like oh millie to mildred so calls her Millie, nickname yeah. that he's n- never heard anybody say before. Yeah. See, and he looks like he's about to cry. 
Paul, what you just said about them being like, he's been on this island for as long as anyone can remember. Maybe like no one has ever seen him that young because he's always just been mm-hmm. like that age or something. Yeah. Like, like he's slow. been around for hundreds of years or whatever it is. It could, it could be anything. It's like Sloat at Marple Newton High School. It's the, it's this teacher that's been around. He's looked the same for, for 30 years. Literally taught my dad, who's like 30 years older than me. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, like that's only it's definitely it's on the table, still on the table yeah. that it is him. Uh, so. Okay, let's get into final theories for episode one and two at the end because I want I have a question for you okay. about that. Okay. So let's let's kind of talk about the show. So we haven't even talked about Matt Saracen and Zach Gilfer. We, I mean, for the Friday Night Life fans out there, QB one is the hottest hot boy of all time. I was, I mean, I had seen the trailer for this, which had that somewhere only we know song on it, which was so such a weird choice, but it worked somehow. Like it was such a, they like try to make it creepy. It was very interesting, but I kind of forgot everything about it. Like I watched it once and was like, I don't want to analyze this trailer. I want to like, so I was not expecting him to be like kind of the town pariah. I was not expecting him to have killed somebody and be in jail. I I love the visuals of that girl with the like glass and typical Mike Flanagan. It's it's hot. Yeah. yeah. And Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he kills somebody in a drunk driving accident and then he goes to jail. We get a four uh, year time jump and then we're kind of introduced to his younger brother and his friends that go to the uppers Mm -hmm. and to go smoke um, lit. And then there's a (laughs) bunch of cats smoke up which of course we see all wash up dead but yeah. i love the part where warren mentions like the stuff that does wash up from the uppers and when yeah, they kept I mean, mentioning the uppers i i couldn't get a sense of like what kind of an area is that you well, know what i mean i i think when they do like an overhead view at the north side of the island there was like a, a little island by itself and they kind of like you know oh, What's the sail? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say like boated, but I was like, that's not right. Uh, when they, when they like paddled over there um, and then paddled back. So I think it's just at the north of the island. As you were saying, anything that washed out of the uppers ends up getting washed onto the west bank of yeah. the island. So what I was saying is... Is the upper just kind of like an abandoned island or do people live there? Is that like where no, the bad no, people live? Okay. They said that people used to live there in the 1920s. They would bury their own dead there. Yeah, right. Okay. And they're making the joke that the cats were eating the dead. Right, right, right. And, and that's they how wash they were up. fed. Mm-hmm. But then Warren was like, I actually live in the area where it gets washed up. It's just bones that yeah. are getting washed up. And Casual. At, yeah. at one point, the mayor says like, uh, oh, the uppers haven't like flooded out that bad in so long. So I think it's been like pretty deserted for a long time, mm-hmm. especially since they said like, Hey, this is a generational thing that we do sneak out and smoke. So if they were doing that, when Riley was a kid, I, I assume it, it's been a while since anybody inhabited that place. Do we have any kind of time period here? Is it like uh, Matt Saracen, meaning Riley, yeah, his, Riley, his bedroom has seven poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seven came out in like 97, maybe. And, and we know that he leaves shark tank references. So that's like two thousands. I mean, Maybe we know, like early, we know that he leaves. We know that he leaves the island, goes to Chicago, turns into a big dog and stuff. And then he has the accident. Then there's four more years. So he could just be like, what a little bit older than me maybe yeah, like 35, 35 or something. Yeah. yeah. So it would be present time. Present probably. time. Yeah. 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 I was so. going to say at the, on the bumper of his car and like the opening scene, it's a Jesus fish. I don't know if you remember when the Jesus fish was huge to put on yeah. the back of your car, like you know, early 2000s. Maybe it was later 2000s. But there's also something else where at one point the mayor, the Scarboroughs, talk to Father Paul and say, like, 
oh, like it was really good to hear the old translation. And that's talking about the church. The church a few years ago, I, it must have been around like 2010, maybe even like 2014 or something like that. They retranslated all of their prayers and a lot of verses in the Bible um, and their Psalms, and they made it more modern today. So that's what they were talking about. Right. That's like what the instead of peace be with you and also with you, it's not like and with your spear and with, with your, your spear. Like, that's what's <laughs> funny, because like to me, to us that we say that we don't practice as much anymore or or not at all. I remember only the old stuff that I learned when I was mm. little. So that was another reason, actually, why I thought that Paul Hill, Father Paul, was really old Pruitt. Well, wouldn't that be a, a point against it? Because Pruitt was there forever. So well, he would have always been doing the old, I mean, the new stuff. I just think that like Pruitt's the guy that they all knew forever. And he was the one leading all the church ceremonies. And like, if they're saying that there's a switch, I think that's a point against it being yeah. Pruitt. But at the same time, like, I just think it's supposed to be a red herring, right? I can't tell if Flanagan's doing that on purpose to make you think that he's supposed to be a younger Pruitt. And then obviously he's going to, throw some yeah. branch in it i think that's more obvious i mean more likely than mm -hmm. it to actually be pruitt because i hope it's you shouldn't pruitt. be able to predict the whole ending right now all right guys let's take a quick pause here because i have something i want to talk to you about spooky season is here and we couldn't be more excited if you're anything like the Benchtown crew then i know you're craving some spooky content movies tv podcasts you name it and we'll try it so we can fill our spooky needs well one thing i personally have never really given a chance to are horror books well I'm ready to jump into some juicy horror books, and I have just the book for us all, The School Bus by Richard McCrohan. On one tragic October day, a school bus on its way to a third grade field trip filled with children becomes involved in a horrible accident along a lonely mountain road. The loss of life is terrible and sends the town into a tailspin. Ten-year-old Jimmy, I like that guy's name, Jimmy Freeman, and his four friends have heard all the stories and rumors of that horrific event and want to go and see the site for themselves. But there are some things that are better left alone. The School Bus by Richard McCrowan is a terrifying ghost story in the vein of Stephen King and Stand By Me. Available on Amazon in paperback and ebook or on audiobook at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. The School Bus by Richard McCrowan, if you dare. And Kathleen, I know that you are a huge Stephen King and Stand By Me fan. So I think this is the perfect book for you. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's talk about the first two creep counts okay so i don't remember exactly which one comes first but we'll talk about the island slash the uppers first because we were already talking about it but we have the scene where they're all sitting around the campfire smoking that good stuff and then it is cool that warren says you know i'm not gonna drink because of riley so that's like oh uh, i didn't put that together yeah he won't drink but he'll smoke but the whole riley thing you know and, you know, they're looking around, you see the glowing eyes all over the place from the moment they get on the island. Mm -hmm. And then when he does the little move of the flashlight, you see something move like yeah. an actual monster thing move. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me so much. It's like so subtle. Did you guys ever watch Signs? The mm -hmm. movie Signs? So long ago. M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, so when that movie came out, I was pretty young, but I saw it in theaters. And like well, the biggest thing about it to me is like it's supposed to be the scary movie about aliens. And for most of the movie, you never see what they look like, you know, and it's like so subtle that there's a there's a scene in signs where someone catches it on a family video like it back when you're actually using camcorders for a family video. And all it does is really quick walk across the screen and literally the entire theater screamed. Mm -hmm. Right. And all it is, is just a quick glimpse. And 
usually you need like something to pop out in your face or some huge monstrous thing to actually scare you. Yeah. But the little subtle thing where you finally see what the monster is, it, it like gets you and you're like, oh, shit. So that just reminded me of that. And I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I was going to say that's I say that all the time. I was just going to say, but it has to be a Mike Flanagan thing because they did it in Haunting, too. It's exactly what you said. They scare you by not having something pop onto the screen. It's something that's already on there. the screen yeah. that you didn't realize. Yeah. And then once it, it moves, you're like, oh, shit. That is yeah. true horror. That's freaking me out. Yeah, because there's one scene, right? It's it's isn't it when in Haunting that is when. uh Oh, no, it was probably when Nell's sleeping. Right. And like she goes to bed after freaking out and the dad runs to the room and and she walks out. And then the thing is in the closet. It's no the the bent neck lady is behind her in the shadows. Yeah. 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 Something like that forward. And you see it. It was there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And like the other thing, too, is like the other thing, too, is the scene with Nell and Steve. When Steve walks in, Nell is there the whole time in the back as the ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's on the phone and then he turns around and like, he didn't know she was there the whole time, but we did. And we're just like, what the hell's going on mm-hmm. here? Like those kind of subtle things. But let's talk about the monster. I was shocked by a monster. Mm-hmm. I kind of you know liked I mean? it. And I hope oh, it I is don't. a monster. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's new. The yeah. Monster is new, right? Cause Bly wasn't a monster. Well, yeah, no. not really. Ghosts, monsters. <laughs> the first two are cursed, ghosts. The and cursed then... lady, but we, we, we don't want to give any spoilers. Well, wait, because creep count for me really is when the storm hits and Riley is chasing the tall man in the hat outside. Yeah. I was like, that was the first time in episode one where I was like, yes, yes. Like it mm-hmm. was, like I said, slow burn, not very many intense moments, but I'm like, it's obviously not Pruitt. We've said he's 80. This dude is running for the fucking oh, end yeah. zone. <laughs> if this was a lesser horror movie or show, and I was waiting for it because that's what I'm used to. He's chasing this guy in the rain and, and you can hardly see anything. And then he disappears. I'm waiting for him to turn around and to be right in your face. Yeah. A pop scare, mm-hmm. But that's not the right thing to do. No, but right. yeah, that, I was waiting for a jump scare right there. That was good, though. Yeah. But I mean, the thing I wanted to bring up with the monster and you were already talking about Pruitt and Father Paul is the other the second creep count you get is when Father Paul brings in the trunk and then he knocks and it knocks back. Mm-hmm. So what's you know, is the monster what he brought? Like what's in the trunk? Is Father Pruitt in the in the trunk? Like it's yeah. open later. Well, the first thing he does is unlock it. Like at the yeah. end of that scene, after the knock, he unlocks it. And then Beth comes in, thinks it's old Pruitt, reaches down and like the, the trunk is open. Yeah. So right now that seems like where they're pushing us but like what luke was saying with you know is father paul actually young pruitt it's like it almost seems too obvious yeah yeah but that's where that's what i'm feeling right now yeah like his father <laughs> is father paul bringing the monster in the trunk is he bringing pruitt that's the thing that what yeah you- okay so the monster has the ability to clearly mimic voices perfectly so are we for or against the idea that this thing can shape shift and be something like I can like it be it. a person yeah totally because then like that it. changes the entire game and that's that's what this whole show could be about right but like because if it is going to be a person then we have to start tracking like when did we last see somebody right. confirmed because when when was the scene with the with the chest how early in episode one was it i went back and double checked because i wanted to get a good timeline mm-hmm. that was before the Warren and Uker and Ali Ali went to the upwards to okay, smoke. Okay, so that's the first creep count. So yes, and I I went backwards. So it oh, does, it's so early. Then. Yeah, so it matches yeah, yeah. up. So then, so if he lets it out, then, then it makes sense. Then yeah, it would yeah. be there in the upwards, right? To eat all the cats, right? Because that would have been like the first night, technically, or whatever. But didn't they say that Pruitt had been like sleepwalking and doing? 
stuff yeah, so early, the, like so before the, he went to the mainland. So the thing that I keep, I'm going to keep calling him Matt Saracen, man. Yeah, the Riley. thing that Riley sees, whether he was hallucinating or it's the monster shape shifting or whatever, what he sees is what people were saying Pruitt was doing before when he was sick, quote unquote, because they said like, you know, he, he's out at midnight sleepwalking Wonder with his hat around. on and yeah. shit, like mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you can't not recognize that hat. So. Wait, I just had a click in my head. He was out at midnight. Is that what they call it? Midnight Mass. Old dude Pruitt goes out and gives a midnight sermon (laughs) to nobody. (laughs) Sorry, I cut you off. I like it, though. It's good. No, but what I'm saying is people were getting used to him sleepwalking. And yeah, we don't Mm -hmm. know is like to what you're saying, Luke, if is he shape shifting? Well, he could have shape shifted into Pruitt for that one scene. Yeah. If that's who it is or. Again, we don't know enough yet. Sure. Yeah. So we should just cover what happened with Pruitt, why he's gone. Is like you guys were saying, he was really old and pretty much going uh, like senile. So they wanted before it was too late for him to go and visit the Holy Land. Right. So that's why all the, the church pitches in, and he goes to I guess Jerusalem. I'm not really sure yeah. where, and you know walks where Jesus walked, and then that was supposed to be like their like good deed to him before he you know gets too old and dies so because they say he never left yeah he's been there forever the crock pot or whatever yeah yeah crockett is that well it's like they call it the crock pot pot, yeah yeah Yeah. okay cool so yeah so i mean yeah that's that's cool because we find that out he leaves the mainland for the first time everyone was already getting the impression that he's going senile he's going a little old only the mom is like the one defending him Mm -hmm. being like no you're overreacting over exaggerating Um, riley's mom yeah she's so cute yeah she's so funny she's a good mom she dude the way she uh like when she was walking him the ferry and Riley was getting off and like she was blowing her nose and then put the tissues up her sleeve. <laughs> I was like that's such a mom, old mom thing to do. Yeah. Wait, but because I feel like we'll forget it just while we're on her. What do we think is up with her being able to see now? Same thing with Lisa, right? The like the they're, wall, heal, like they're, they're healing. Oh, OK. I didn't even put that together that wow. he's healing. He healed her, too. Oh, yeah. I, I was assuming like every for some reason, whoever's on that island was just slowly becoming healed i don't know if he's like targeting people and fixing it but because like the mom never felt like like the father paul targeted her out in one conversation um but that was my guess yeah make that makes total is that connected at all to her i i really couldn't guess what was going on when the mom sees the blood before riley walks in at the end of episode two and on her what was it it was just blurry with her glasses on and then she takes her glasses off and it's clear yeah, but why was she bleeding? She, she, oh, she, she just cut herself. herself. She, yeah, was, she was doing oh, this. Knitting. That I she's missed that. She was, yeah, the blood's not relevant. The blood I, is I, only as a okay. uh, mm-hmm. device to show. I totally that. thought it was going to be somehow connected to to Aaron bleeding well, at she, some she, point she, too. But I guess it was like no. She was so in the crock pot luck uh, banner. Yeah, she was, okay. she was the heart sure. of that festival. Yeah, she, <laughs> um, I feel like we're jumping a little bit, but like when it comes to her, my theory with like Lisa and her, and you were saying like the people are healing, like. Whether he's meaning Father Paul is the monster or not, or if they're two separate entities, I still think there's obviously something sketchy about him. Is there some kind of power? Like when things die, when certain things die, does their like essence or their life go into other people and heal other people? We know mm-hmm. that the, all the cats died. We know the dog died. And now we know that Bull's probably dead. You know, are, are they are we using their lives to heal other lives? Ooh, that's uh, good. I like that. That is a good question. So, I mean, in that vein, if they were going to go that path, then the real father Pruitt could be used to have imbued this young 
priest, whoever this guy is. I don't know. There could be something there too. You think, yeah, like is the, is the monster doing the priest bidding to uh, Paul? Paul's doing a little dance over there. Yeah, Let's see, just, what is it? One and two came together to make three in my head. It was crazy. <laughs> so the cats, when they were eaten by the monster, no they, blood. They got all their blood sucked out. Yeah. It what I assumed the monster did. So he right. didn't eat it. He just wanted the blood. Do you think that whoever goes to church gets healed because they say body of Christ? Yeah, and he puts it in the wine. Blood I was Christ, thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then that would check what? out. That Dude. would check out because, That's you know, Lee's is always there. And what's her name? Uh, Annie. Yeah, the mom. It, it, the mom yep. is always there too. That's what I was thinking as well. Like, That's with awesome. The blood of Christ and he's putting it in the wine. And well, yeah. mm-hmm. the, they focused way too much on the, the blood of Christ Especially thing. Like, that was just, they don't do yeah. that anymore, really. Like normal, I'm pretty sure normal mass, you don't get. Lisa loves uh, that fucking wine, baby. Yeah, she's like, you get to drink <laughs> up finally. Yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely focused on the uh, that part of the ritual every single Sunday. Is, so. is if we start to see in episode three or even four that the older lady, that's what I was going to say. Get better, yeah. Millie, if yeah. Millie does, because he went to her home, did the little mini mass kit, and pulls out the wine, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, that, that's pretty dark wine. Maybe it was just straight up blood. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If she starts getting better, then it's like, all right. And again, there's probably I think this is it. there's probably <laughs> something too to the fact that you have to be coming to church and getting it often, not just like yeah. one time and you're healed. You have to be devout and and getting it consistently and then you'll start to be healed you know what if this wasn't you know it's gonna be a fucked up show father paul's a good dude like he's doing the aa for riley he's doing the he's going making the house call he's obviously he knows all this stuff from pruitt because i think they're gonna be one in the same somehow he like like yeah if he genuinely just really listened to pruitt and came back to this town and was like hey i know you like yeah. this and then you went through this and i'm here to help like this would be a very fucking yeah. super charismatic and he's yeah. great when he's on the screen like even you know when he's doing the speaking of the, like the aa meeting like that was a great great scene i will say riley owned him but yeah, like, right. even even great. after getting owned just the way he delivers lines it's always just it's it's contagious to like just you're gripped in, by him in that scene i thought it was phenomenal it was the beginning of riley just going off and father paul is like well it's it, it's safe to say you aren't practicing anymore, right? <laughs> Just like the little stutters, like the yeah. little bit of awkwardness introducing himself in the beginning to like everybody. I thought his actor was amazing. Yeah, he's so acting his ass off. I would like yeah. to rewatch episodes one and two with the idea in my head, watching him every time he interacts for the first time with somebody, because we do know that certain times he kind of acts like he knows them. And then he goes, Oh wait, I, I mean, I, I learned about you from yeah. through it. Is it more like, he did learn about him, like you're saying, Kathleen, or is he already know it? You yeah, know, right, right. And I would like to rewatch that just to see yeah. if there's anything. Because, Paul, you calling out the Millie thing is like the biggest one. But there may be other ones that we miss just because we're not thinking about it. So I was thinking about when he does have Riley go to AA and they're talking. This, they were, It was before that, I guess, at the at the potluck when they're on the bench. And he was like, oh, well, you used to be an altar boy, right? Yeah. Like maybe, you know, like he said, he he learned it from father Pruitt before that or whatever. But if it is actually him, like if it is younger version of Pruitt, um, I was just going to put the theory out there. Totally could be wrong. But the one picture of Pruitt and Riley, when Riley was an altar boy that they showed in the beginning, he didn't look too happy in that picture. Uh, don't say it. I was going to say. Uh, used to be an altar boy, right? Wink. Yeah. Well, at the AA meeting, uh, Father Paul brings up, you know, you used to be an altar boy with Father Pruitt. 
He goes, oh, I don't want to talk about that, that right that now. That far back, yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to go down that road. And yeah. and he deflects to, you know, talking about religion. So I was like, I don't want to enforce the stereotype, but is yeah. this Catholic priest molesting gonna, his altar boys or something? And then turn into like, that's why he was drinking so much? Well, yeah. that and also like, as soon as the cop was talking whatever, he's saying a hail, whatever, he's saying a prayer. So he was obviously religious up until that yep. point. And then he's like, well, if God exists, this, this ain't it. Yeah, like, it was in jail that he said he threw away the Bible yeah. on the first night. He, he read tried all, every though. single religion and yeah. yeah. And he just couldn't find anything. We got to just talk about Erin because she's just Amazing. the best. Like, I just don't know how with an island like this, there's like 20 people. <laughs> how have you, Riley, not every second of your life, are you not revolving it around making <laughs> sure that she likes you and you're good? Yeah, well, apparently they it's they banged. Yeah. Yeah. Like, apparently you're supposed to think they're together or something. Totally. Like, if, I do, if I do a really good job, can I make that baby mine? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a really good job. I was thinking this the whole time, ever since they like first saw each other and reunited. She was looking out the window to see him coming home. I was like, you guys are obviously the two most attractive on the island. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just kiss already. Get it over with. Mm -hmm. You know, we're waiting three episodes in. We'll get into episode three. Still haven't seen it yet. She is definitely the character besides Riley, I think, is the purest to trust. Like, yeah. I don't think has yeah. anything to do with the evilness. Mm -hmm. They could do something with the baby that could be like a, you know, like I mentioned now that I'm in one on the blood thing, because I love that idea. Yeah. Also vampires. But like <laughs> if her bleeding could mean anything more than her having to make that random trip to dr sarah's right mm. like is there something that's gonna maybe this thing wants the blood right like that's gonna be the reasons that, that this monster's yeah. attacking her could be part of it but that's actually exactly what i was thinking like yeah. she was spotting or whatever and the monster got like pulled to the scent of blood and that's yeah. why he was outside of her window or whatever. creep count yeah no, i think that has the way to... you're just chilling in that house when that's when she thinks she saw something yeah. she Rewatching re too because I rewound or rewatch it again. The eyes are there from the very beginning, like we were saying. Yeah. It doesn't move, and then five seconds goes by and it moves. You're like, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has. I feel like we're gonna obviously get some kind of reason why she even came back in the first place because yeah. we find out that her mom was awful as an alcoholic. She had a pretty shitty childhood because of her mom. No reason to really come back. She's literally just like, "Hey, I'm back, and mm -hmm. I'm." In the shadow of my mom, uh, everyone thinks I'm her, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it doesn't really seem like there's a good reason for her to be back. It's not like there's any family there for, to help her raise the kids. So mm -hmm. we're going to find something out there. Um, when it comes to the monster, too. Yeah, that was that was creep count number whatever, three yeah. or four. When it's on the roof or it's up in the second floor and then it's outside. It jumps off and you can hear it hit the soil. Yeah. I, I like, mean, the other thing we have to talk about with this monster, too, is that we get the POV of it flying and mm -hmm. then landing mm -hmm. in the shack where bold goes in. That so, was a crazy scene. Yeah, that looks so like it, it can was fly. It looked like it was over a, um, what are those called when you do like a, a smaller version of a town or like of a, a miniature, just like a, yeah, a model, yeah, a model, a model yeah, like yeah. a model version of that. Like the visuals of well, that probably was so was, crazy. Honest, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I guess so. But or a drone. I was thinking the yeah. same thing that I was like that, the, the swooping and cool. the accelerating and dropping. I wasn't expecting that it. scene happened in episode two, right? Mm. Because yeah. that was like that needed to a shot like that needed to happen earlier because I didn't really grasp what they mean. When, it is so isolated. This island, you yeah. can't yeah. see anything. They have. I think they mentioned it a couple of times. There's two fairies a day or something like that. Yep. Hell yeah. And it's just they are so isolated. How the hell? 
could you grow up there? I'm glad you brought the fairies into it because you know me and my goddamn numbers. Whenever I see numbers, I freak out. Um, so I was looking the freaking dumb waiter, man. Yeah, yeah the the serial number on the dumb waiter. Um, so I was looking at the sign that they focus on in episode one. You know, there's two fairies. The two fairies are the Bay Breeze and the Island Bell. Um, the Bay Breeze is the one in the morning. The Island Bell is at night. It focuses on the sign and it says, you know, crossing time approximately one hour and 10 minutes. Uh, and I was like, okay, now we have an actual timetable. So I'm waiting for this ferry to come back into play later on where it's like they're in a time crunch in that one hour, 10, yeah, whatever. Sure. Like we'll explain, oh, if like you were crossing here, how'd you get here in time if you were right. in a ferry? <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for that to come back. Yeah, sure. But that's going to be nothing now because I made a big deal. Yeah, because you made a big deal. But that is mm -hmm. actually nice notes because i do have a feeling that could come into play mm -hmm. more totally. than the dumb waiter from haunting a house <laughs> switching <laughs> gears a little bit to a few things specifically in episode two we start with the cats on the beach and i'm looking at these cats and i'm like where have i seen a cat look like this before like this dead cat and i was like oh fucking hill house when cheryl has the little cats yeah. and i was oh. like oh what the fuck and Flanagan then, has no problem killing animals no man. and then in bev when she's doing the rat poison that's also a huge thing in hill house you know what i yeah. mean kind so of okay alert. i mean you did want to talk about a couple things we can because i want to talk about bev too yeah I we need to talk about bev because yeah. she is i know she's going to be an incredible character she's someone you love to hate she's ramsey bolton she yeah. yeah she's the real monster we yeah. keep saying the monster monster yeah. We're, we is. Should, I, yeah they probably think we're talking about bev so let's <laughs> Let's just start with the idea like it's obvious that Flanagan wants us to think that she poisoned Joe's dog Pike and right, killed yes. him. And I, I think we I think that's pretty confirmed, yes. right? Yeah. So what's the just to show that she's just like an evil bitch? Like, do you think she's gonna be in on whatever uh Father Paul's secret is? Because it looked like she was still shocked at his appearance when she walked Agreed. into his house. Mm -hmm. So like she could either be dead and replaced or like watch she seems like the type of character that would jump all in if this was hypothetically yeah, right? like the devil and he was like i'm in and she'd be like all right let's get it i hope we get like a brutal amazing death for her. <laughs> like no offense she's, Love def her. she's definitely the type of character that if father paul is bad mm -hmm. that he could just use i'm a priest you listen and she will worship him and do whatever he yeah. says do his bidding yeah, yeah do his bidding but i mean like you said, she's evil. I'm under the impression that she poisoned the dog. We have the big scene with Riley explaining that she pretty much sandbagged the entire entire island, saying take the money from mm -hmm. the oil companies that caused the big issue. The settlement money, yeah. which mm -hmm. Riley explains really was in a huge benefit of the oil company because they took the settlement money, but they didn't realize how they weren't going to make any money because of all the dead fish now. So that's why people are leaving the island mm -hmm. because they took the settlement money. They can't and sue. You take the money and she makes you not makes you, but tells you pretty much, hey, donate it to the church. Mm -hmm. And then Riley's already putting the, the seeds in our head that she's pocketing extra money. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know if she's necessarily going to be anything that has to do with the monster. She just might be awful. Yeah, and that's, a, it's and definitely herring. possible. And well, I like that, too. All right, guys, one more pause here, because I have another book recommendation from our new friend, Richard McCrowan. We've been talking about all the religious content in Midnight Mass. And Luke, I know you said you're a big fan of religion and fiction, so I think this one will definitely interest you. Salvation Mountain. College professor Jeffrey Cole and his three student assistants tra travel to the deep backwoods of the Appalachian Mountains in northern Georgia to do research on Father Divine, a rural preacher that 100 
years ago created a fanatical religious cult that overwhelmed and murdered the mountain people in the dense backwoods of Salvation Mountain. But they find that the zealous fires are still burning strong and that the wages of sin is death. The novel Salvation Mountain by Richard McCrowan is available on Amazon, paperback, ebook, and also in a powerful audiobook on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Salvation Mountain by Richard McCrowan. If religion is the opiate of the people, then this is the crack cocaine. One crazy theory that just thought of because Luke was saying, like, oh, can the monster take appearances? Like, what if she goes into the house for the first time when she thinks it's Father Pruitt? She dies there. And, you know, yeah, now he the, could be a plant. The monster is yeah. just acting as Bev for like the rest of the show and killed the dog because scared of it or something like that. Are there any? I, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but <laughs> well, just real quick. So Bev, like she had to kill the dog because they show somebody in a skirt going down, giving the dog a hot dog. The dog eats the hot dog. Yeah, it dies. She's Bev is wearing the same skirt that they show you giving the dog the hot dog I, so I it's think like, it's it i don't think that's a red herring i think she yeah. killed the dog and that was so fucking sad for me dude, i was, was depressed for just a hot second that with like i don't know but dude that was rough for me yeah. i was like those, fuck this those rough. were real tears man yeah. it was rough that was rough but the good thing about bev is that we're not getting any kind of like People thinking she's actually good, but she's not. I mean, even the sheriff goes to Joe later mm-hmm. and he's like, listen, you're right. I know you're right about Bev, mm-hmm. but we can't prove anything. And you're the town drunk, bro. We're I just- trust Joe, by the way, too. very yeah. much, yeah. Especially yeah. after the first scene when he does tell Sheriff that when he was blacked out the night before, he told the sheriff that he saw this huge monster with wings like a giant albatross is what yeah. he said. Yeah. So, and he didn't remember that, but like, I, I do trust I mean, him. No I, can fly, so he's going to be yeah. a key part at some point in the season. I just don't think that he's going to be evil. Dude, anyway. it broke. No, no, I don't. It broke my heart when she was taught. Well, first of all, when his dog died, Pike died, yeah. that was incredibly sad. And then later on, when he is talking to the sheriff, uh, Hassan and saying like everybody thinks I'm crazy whatever like I thought this was going to go this way I thought like Bev was going to get away with it at the end the sheriff is like hey I don't think you're crazy you're right and Joe just like takes three seconds and is like thank you like oh yeah. my god no you're like the first yeah. I was like oh my god poor Joe yeah that's why like his one buddy bowl dead gone mm-hmm. well we haven't even talked about the fact that Joe's the one who Paralyzed, paralyzed Lisa. Lisa. Oh, yeah. That was just complete new information when we got it there, right? Yeah. So I yeah. had a note that said something's up with Lisa and Joe because there was a scene they, where Lisa pauses. looks at Joe and it's like scared of him. And I was mm. like, what the fuck's yeah. that about? Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm surprised they straight up told us in like basically one episode span. They were like, there's an issue here. Here it is. Yeah. Type deal. Which is probably going to be some story to that, too. <laughs> I, like, it has to be. But yeah. I just didn't understand why Riley like use the words he used saying that he wasn't he did it wasn't an accident or something he was they just sh- shooting to kill he was drunk and he just wanted to shoot yeah. so that's seeming that, like not what i had in my yeah, head right. is the yeah. idea of where joe was going to go because if that's the case then like he's just pure evil what if he was like drunk late at night definitely and he was shooting just to shoot is like what riley was saying what if he was drunk and didn't remember that he was shooting at this monster missed and then like hit See, or something i like think that. it's truly like they were like he was hunting and then Riley was basically like he wasn't hunting. He was just like he's just shooting target practice. You know, I took yeah. it as like he it's still an accident, but he shouldn't have been shooting. There. He wasn't shooting it. So he was just being a drunk idiot and shot Lisa. That's what I took it as. I still think 
Joe is pure good, even though he did a really bad thing. Kind of like Riley's pure mm-hmm. good, even though he did a bad thing. Yeah. Katie Siegel as um, Aaron. Aaron is perfect. Yeah, she's the, she's the best. Pure good, perfect. But though. quick comment on what you just said there, Paul. Are you saying that you think that there was a chance that the monster has been there longer than just having shown up. I'm just throwing shit out there, honestly. I'm in the mindset that there was no monster before the beginning of episode one. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like this was like a haunted island or there's legacy the sightings only, of monsters or anything like that. The only thing that gets brought up is when the cats happen. Yeah. The mayor keeps saying, like, weird things have happened before and we got through it. You okay, know? let's He's, talk about that, too, yeah. because that's the opening scene of two. book yeah. two Psalms. And I don't fucking trust the mayor at all. So, yeah. so annoying. Dude, so sus in this scene. What the hell was he doing? Was he just tweaking out? Like, what the fuck was that? How he was talking. He brought up, he said 19 years ago. So, or he said in 2002. So I just assumed if, it was 19 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So I guess whatever it was, he says a huge swarm of starlings just yeah. dropped dead in the air for no reason. He said that twice within that scene. And he was just being so like deflective, trying to get the sheriff to just start talking about other things rather yeah. than burning all these cats and doing the right thing that you should be doing right. sanitation wise. So I, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's all of the Scarboroughs that are just, there's something, there's something Besides weird. Girl, Lisa. Yeah. I agree. Something was up. I took that as like just a small, tiny town mayor trying to like hold up appearances and being like, nah, this is fine. Like back in the day we had starlings. Yeah. Like, you know, I kind of took it as stupidity rather than evilness or like sketchiness. But I mean, I, I agree that that family, there's obviously something up like even mm-hmm. Lisa going to church and being so like in awe all the time, like every was, single day. Yeah. And, and it not yeah. always even being her parents going with her. It's the mom of Riley that brings her in most of the time Sometimes. yeah because they're the two most religious in town like ben, yeah. besides bev obviously and ed is though right does ed yeah. is ed not because okay i was just not expecting the second conversation that riley's dad has with in riley i thought he was total just full religious you, if you're against this you're against me basically but he was very different in that scene i liked that ed at that table was like can you shut the fuck up like yeah. you literally killed somebody and you're just like shitting around at this table like you don't get to just come to this yeah table your mom literally you- is taking you back yeah. into this house yeah like- your mom goes to church and prays for you every single day and you're not gonna go to church with her fuck you mm-hmm. i agree with our boy henry thomas and then i agree that he was singing almost a lighter tune in there but yeah. I, it's interesting because i mean i still go to church on christmas and easter sometimes and i still take communion when i do yeah, or like when I, I have a wedding or something i grew up catholic so i still take communion i i, I love went, the communion <laughs> yeah me too it tastes so good <laughs> that just sparked uh, an idea in my head too i mean Maybe it's going to be very important that um, Riley's dad, Ed, is telling Riley, don't take the communion. Yeah. yeah, so he's going to be one of the only people in the entire town that's not, not drinking the blood. Okay. That could totally be something there. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Because yeah. that is a thing. Like, in if you're not actually Catholic, if you haven't done all your sacraments, you're not supposed to go up and get it. Ooh, and Aaron is pregnant, so she's obviously not drinking the wine. So yeah. it's both. No, of them. I'm pretty sure they, she is. I'm pretty oh, sure I she? saw that she does. I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Obviously, she takes communion, but I would have to confirm. That would be a good theory, yeah. though, if she's yeah, not. Because those two would be the only ones being like, what the fuck's going on this yeah, time? These crazy bitches around here. <laughs> yeah, it's one um, dead. All right. So obviously, we're getting close to wrapping up, but we haven't even really talked about the little brother. Like, do you think the little brother is going to be a main character? Or do you think yeah. it's. Yeah, he has to be, be but at the same time, it's like, do I care yet? No, I don't. He's not I, through two no. episodes at all. Yeah. I liked him in the first one. I thought he was kind of funny. I he's thought because like he smokes. 
Smoke like anybody who smoked. Sure. <laughs> no, just like the way uh, like Uker was like, oh, he fucking invited Aladdin. He was like, dude, give him a chance. Like yeah. Warren's a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he doesn't drink. He's obviously sneaking out and stuff like that. But what are you, so, are you supposed to do in like a population of 127 people? I like Ali more than I like Warren. Just that based off that one drug dealing scene where he was like, fuck my dad. <laughs> and he was funny because he as soon as the sheriff walked out of the room, he just like jumped on the phone real quick. And he's like, 10 minutes. I, yeah. I don't know. I like him. I like him yeah. more than I like either of the other two I guys. Mean, as of now. I mean, I did think it was funny, too, that they're saying that Ali is going to narc. And then the other friend yeah. starts telling Lisa, yo, mm-hmm. you want some of this shit? The religious girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. she does say, like, I don't want to smell like cat shit, which now after seeing two episodes seems very like off character for her to say since she's so like religious and i also remember her on that porch being like oh she's cool and then the rest of it being like "Mm, yeah like it's Mm -hmm. weird like that one scene is different from everything else you see from her and then warren loves her right yeah totally i that's the vibes i was getting that he was definitely falling in love with her but sheriff jr uh and his dad like praying at the end and then when he goes to bed and says, like, kiss your mother. I like that. Is that not the cutest thing? Talk about, like, Hot. Kathleen saying it's her worst nightmare being in this small town. Literally, the mayor is going to the sheriff saying, you know, can you, like, come to our church, even though you're not yeah. Catholic, and just yeah. put, and, and, you know, sing a little bit. And, do it, <laughs> do it, and it's like, bro, no, I'm not Catholic. Like, yeah. why do I have to do that? You know, but you feel like an outsider, like crazy. Especially then. Why did they go to that town? Why yeah. would you yeah. like so that, save yourself? That's what I was going to say. We learned that he is new, relatively new. How new? We don't actually have a timetable. But that begs the question, what happened to the old sheriff? True. Did he get murdered? Is he just old? Did he retire? Um, did they so, mention anything about no. him? No. So that was something that I definitely listed as going forward. Whenever they talk about it, I'll be excited. Also, to go into like how small the town is sheriff's office like had the jail cell in it and it was in the back of the general yeah, store yeah so it's like you don't get more like small town than this yeah it's insane mm-hmm. he's like oh you're breaking into the to the police station he's like, no, you're breaking into the general store but, yeah but and, and he, i left that joe's like and you locked me in here all night and he just gets the gate and yeah, just it's wide rolls. open yeah. it's never locked bitch <laughs> yeah so before we hit up final theories and everything let's just really quick list everything we know so far about the monster here so we've seen it a few times we know it has the glowing eyes we know it has the form of a body and it's big wait know. why are you saying we know it as the form of a body because we see it like i'm saying riley it, chases it like i'm saying oh, you we're see saying it as top a, hat man is the no, no 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 i'm saying right. that i'm just saying that when you see it it's a it's a monster you see something like it has a body oh, it has a body yeah i thought you meant like a human body okay, okay. um at the end of two it, it seems to stand up and yeah be it's like, huge definitely a creature in, yeah. at the end of two when mm-hmm. it has cat glowy eyes but wait to- can't we then confirm that if the the thing in the haunted in the house the abandoned house at the end stands up with the yellow eyes and is the monster like you see it that thing was the thing walking outside of aaron's house and wasn't it also in a normal human body at that point i can confirm it walked like it was, yeah, right? But they, and but wouldn't they all, it, yeah, but when it, it walked away, like when it, it kind of like turned in the first scene that you see it when when Warren's looking at it and it reminded me so much of science. That's why I said it like it, it, it has the like two legs standing up kind of form. OK, yeah. So two legs confirmed. But <laughs> by yes, Beetle. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, what we know is that we saw it attack the cat and it breaks its neck. Uh, dude, I cried. No blood left. Perfectly mimics whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know. You'd have to confirm for me 
when the father knocks on the thing, does it knock exactly yeah. the same way? Uh, yeah, I went back and checked. It paused a little bit like it did at the episode two, and then it knocked in the same, you know, two knocks yeah. um, afterwards. So, okay, so it mimicked the knock. It mimics bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much all we know so far, but we do know that if we see bowl coming up anytime, yeah. it's us. Is that, does the fact that it was conscious enough to knock, is it just speak to its mimic ability, or does that speak to it having some sort of cerebral past a creature? I'm wondering what the deal is like when it comes to now we can start getting into theories like what the deal is with the mimic thing like is it going to mimic shape shift wise like that's what I'm leaning did you guys towards. did you guys watch the um the HBO show I think the shape shifting thing could totally be where Flanagan's going this whole season like it, it, where who is the monster what's really the monster mm. and it could be freaking someone you know it could be like the mom at the end or something like that who knows i typed in hbo monster show and sopranos comes up <laughs> let's go <laughs> no the one with jason bateman the outsiders don't spoil something go watch it it's not it's not a huge spoiler but it is kind of a spoiler that the point is that the, there's a monster that shape shifts mm-hmm. and is it going to be something similar to that where it's taking the body of people that it kills so that it can infiltrate the town like a scroll in Marvel, or is it just not very intelligent and it mimics just because that's all it can do? Yeah. Like, what are we getting from that? You know, I mean, we don't really have much. We know it can fly to, we didn't say that yet, or in my list, I didn't say that. I mean, that's really all we know. I mean, I feel like we beat it to death of thoughts on it with the related to the blood, related yeah. to Father Hill. I don't have anything else to guess on it yet. So my only thing is I figured when Father Paul was knocking on the trunk, that was him saying like, oh, like we finally made it. Like, I'm going to let you out soon. Mm -hmm. So as far as um, that's better than a beast, than an animal, I guess you could say. That's another weird thing, because we're we're saying that Father Paul could be a younger version of Pruitt, but that would just be separate to the monster because we kind of already know that they have to be two separate entities. Yeah. So is there two monsters or is the father going to be a totally different thing? Like the father brings a monster, but he's something otherworldly himself. Like, <laughs> it's good. Again, question, first, yeah. first two episodes, we're not going to know much. Yeah. Unless it's Bev. Yeah. Should we She's do a bank? Like, kill Mary with 127 members of the town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do one. Eventually, I but, mean, there's not much to work yeah. with, but we'll see. Because right now, uh, I don't think we know them. No, no, no. I was just kidding. Yeah. We're definitely not doing and one yet. We don't the only one. other open-ended thing that I had here is just that we've been hinted at is just what's going on with Riley's vision. I know you mentioned Kathleen. You do. It's the classic, you know, ghost kind of always being in his vision thing yeah. that that yeah. is good for. Yeah, we didn't even talk about her. Well, she, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. did. Oh, real quick, it, yeah. but like we never went back. Uh, I never gave you guys my nickname for her. What is it? Which was Robin Sparkles. Because <laughs> literally when awesome. I when I see her, I just the glass and it still has like the red and blue the siren lights, the lights from the yeah go, going yeah. off and it just look, looks like sparkles all over her face. Yeah, that's so great. Like, oh, Robin Sparkles. Robin Sparkles. We'll see her every day. Every well, her actual name was Tara Beth. Get that out there. No, nah, her name's Robin. Robin Sparkles. But yeah. what's the deal with him being in the ocean in the yeah. isolated boat by itself? Because yeah. we've seen that in each episode. Yeah. That's like kind of the last thing. That's gonna, I'm sure, yeah. gonna be a later. As he just... sees her too, it's like always like back to back. He sees her, and then he like you know has that feeling. Yeah, I mean, is it symbolism that he just feels like he's by himself because yeah. he did what he did, and now he comes back, and like Kathleen said, he's the pariah, and, and only really Aaron and his mom like him now. Yeah. That's what I was getting. He's just like alone 
by himself on this little boat in this vast ocean with no signs of land anywhere. Right. He's just like, he's a stranded, basically. Yeah. Can't escape. Couple ending questions. I just wanted on the board here. So, all right. I guess we'll just round table this. Is Father Hill Pruitt? That's the first question. Second question is just give me something on the monster that you want to stick by and just have it be <laughs> your on the board thing. And then third, will Riley and Aaron ever kiss? Third, yes. Thousand yeah. percent. Riley and Aaron. Like, are do you know kiss. that based on the trailer? Or do you just no, say no, I am that? saying that. I'll put money that they do more than kiss. And okay, the first one's kind of easy. It's just like a yes or no. I think that they share some sort of connection. I don't think it's a one to one. I don't think he's literally him, but I think that somehow he embodies him. I I can't commit to that he's fully yes. Yeah. So I'm going to live in the gray, baby. Yeah, Kathleen took the words out of my mouth. My answer is no, but it's kind of in the middle. Like, I do think there is some kind of connection, but I don't think it's actually him. I'm going to say it is him. I'm going to say there's some crazy thing where during his trip, he actually goes and, like, gets his youth restored mm -hmm. somehow. Um, because he has at least a semi-recognizable face that Millie would recognize. And also, I didn't say this earlier, when they're on the bench talking about getting the AA meeting, its own chapter on the island, yeah. Riley is saying to him, "Hey, have you heard anything about Pruitt?" And he's like, "Oh, he, he's okay. He's he's doing all right. He's still bad, but..." And then he goes on to say, uh, "I can tell you that Father Pruitt isn't going anywhere anytime soon." Yeah. And I was like, "Is he talking about himself? Is he not mm. going to leave the yeah. island anytime soon?" Yeah. So for that, I'm going to say, "Yes, he is the same person." I am with you. So it looks like we're an even split too, here. Too, yeah. Yeah. If he ends up being Pruitt, you guys owe us shots. Okay. For the record, I'm the one who said it first on the pod that he's Pruitt. So I kind of. <laughs> so get only I get to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy does shots for all of us. Hmm. And, and yeah, Aaron, Aaron and uh, Riley are going to kiss. And the monster question. Yeah. Just give me something on the monster that was talked about throughout this podcast that sticks with you that you think is true. He is circumcised. <laughs> I think he's uncircumcised. I definitely think he's uncircumcised. <laughs> is he Jewish? Or is he not That's Jewish? why, dude, yo, it's Catholic Church, dude. As soon as that monster yeah. was born, Father yeah, uh, Pruitt was out there awesome. chopping that shit off. Ah, yeah. Father Pruitt, like what young if, Father Pruitt? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that Father Pruitt is the monster. Okay. Nah, okay. Oh, so you're saying Father Paul and, the, and Pruitt are separate and Pruitt's the monster. That's uh, what you're saying? Yes, but there's still a connection between yeah. the two, obviously. I'm going to say similar. I'm going to say there's, there's the connection. Father Paul brought the monster. The monster does his bidding. So when he needs the blood for the wine, the, the monster does it for him. Sounds like mm -hmm. Carnival Row, maybe. We cover it Carnival really Row does. on the pod, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm just all in on it being a shapeshifter. So I think that there's going to be points in this season where we're talking to characters that we think we know, but they're dead. And it's actually the monster shapeshifting. It's sad to say that this episode's ending, but the best part about it is we get to watch two more now. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say last thing. If you could choose one character that you think is going to die, who would you pick? Bev. Oh, that's a good one. I'm I, saying Bev is going to die. Bev, no that's a good one. No repeat. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, Annie? Is that she her doesn't name? deserve yeah. that. Damn. See, that's why yeah, she'll Annie. die, though. Because she'll deserve stay it. She's with you. Healed. I already have mine. Who is it? For some reason, I got real bad vibes that the sheriff's son is going to die. Yeah. Sarah's going to die, the doctor. I don't think Aww. she's, she's fucked Gunning. because of her mother. I think. Yeah, bury oh. your gaze. He would never bury his gaze. Actually, that literally might change my mind. Yeah, That's totally. Yeah. Shout out to my gay girl. Want, really quick, do you think there's going to be something 
to the fact that we're getting a consistent mainland visitor because she's the girlfriend of the doctor. So like Dr. An Sarah's outsider girl. visiting often to be somebody that isn't affected or, or something by the Maybe. island. Because she's kind of like, What's going on I just here? think you it's a weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing that they bring her in, except the fact that she's saying, you know, get the hell out of here. Pretty yeah. much. I don't know. I don't really have any. I didn't think about that at all. Got to yeah. wait a little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that next episode if we see her again. But yeah, Sarah's going to die. And if not, I was going to actually say Father Paul, but I think that's a cop out. I think he's screwed. There's no way he's living. Ready to rock? That's sad. Okay. So like we said, we're going to cover these two at a time. And then the finale will have its own episode. There's seven episodes. So we'll do it in four. We're sacrificing not binging this all at once so we can uh, record these every two. So it's kind of torture, but it's fun to theorize <laughs> and makes it so I don't binge it all in one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. Uh, if you like what you heard, give us a follow on Bingetown TV and Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on our website, bingetowntv.com. We cover Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. If you haven't um, listened to this whole thing and heard us say it 80 times mm-hmm. and mention it, and we also cover a bunch of other stuff. So check us out and we'll see you next time. Bye. Ooh. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.